0: Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of In Her Shoes. I'm Dr. Linda. Today I want to talk to you about some lessons learned for those of us who are paying attention that have come out of the pandemic. Now of course I could do lessons learned from the pandemic on every episode but I'm going to zero in this time in talking about financial preparedness and expecting the unexpected. So for example as I was doing some research I realized that Over 114 million people worldwide lost their jobs in 2020 that's a lot of lost jobs, a lot of lost labor, a lot of lost income. And of course, when we lose our jobs, we often lose benefits because for most of us, our benefits are tied to our jobs, which is a very good reason why you need to have outside independent benefits in addition to the benefits that the job provides. So when those 114 million people lost their jobs, it's an estimated 6 million people who actually lost benefits. And when you think about it, given that many people had spouses and children, the number really becomes more like 12 million people or more who no longer had benefits. In addition to that, 6.9 people worldwide as of May 2021 had died as a result of the pandemic. And 905,000 of those people were in the United States. So it started me thinking about what could we have done that might have better prepared us for this unexpected pandemic. And to help answer that question, I've invited someone to join me in this conversation. Her name is Bijal Dowling. She's with Country Financial. She does property and casualty insurance and she also manages the office there. So help me welcome Bijal. Bijal, thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me, Dr. Wiley. My pleasure. So I wanna to talk to you, first of all, tell us a little bit about how you got into this space dealing with insurance and how long you've been doing that work. I know for some of my friends and and associates who are in the financial services or in the insurance space, it was often a personal story that led them into that. I don't know if that's the case for you, but what got you into this space?
1: Um, It it is is a personal reason. Um, So I used to be on the claim side of insurance for 14 years. So I used to be a manager um, over a claims team. We did auto claims and then we did um, injury claims. And I, I've seen a lot of, you know, terrible injuries, just things when accidents happen. And over the years, I think I just got, I, I, I just felt bad because I always hear, hear people say, especially women, you know what is this coverage? Or, you know, I have insurance. How come this isn't covered? Or, you know, how come the attorney's going after my assets? And no one ever educated them on the importance of making sure you don't just buy insurance or you just don't buy the minimal coverage that you, you know, you have enough coverage to protect your assets. And so at at some point, you know, I thought about it and I felt that, being on this side of insurance was an opportunity for me to help educate people um, on what it takes to protect, you know, their assets and the things that they're working so hard for every day, their homes, their cars and things like that. So I, I, I felt that being on this side of insurance gave me that opportunity where instead of constantly telling people, no, you know, we can't help you, i had an opportunity to to make sure that i protected what was most important to them
0: okay And so I know that lots of times when people think of country financial, they think about the financial planning aspect. They might think about the life insurance. And those things are important because of course, you know, we've got so many unexpected deaths as a result of the pandemic. And many times people are underinsured on the life side. They don't recognize just how much it costs to bury a loved one and then all the bills and expenses that have to be paid after that. And as I said, if someone loses their job, they're also losing their life insurance. So they're left with nothing. And when it comes to um, things like um, your 401k, you know, like myself being self-employed, unless I set up a private one for myself, there's no business 401k for me to get involved in. But when people have a 401k and they lose their job, there goes much of their retirement money. So we think about the life We think about financial planning, but we don't often think about the property and casualty side of the house. And that's where you come in. So what are some of the, well, first of all, define for people what property and casualty insurance is. What are the kinds of things that you cover?
1: So property and casualty insurance consists of your homeowner's insurance, uh, business insurance, your um, automobile insurance and and when we say property and casualty, it's not just the the coverage to you know, say if you have a hurricane or a tornado comes through and your house is damaged, but making sure that you also carry the property proper liability limits, meaning it's for example for your home. Um, I suggest to my clients, they carry a minimum of $300,000 in liability. And what that covers is, say somebody, you are know, having a party at your house and they're on the deck and the deck collapses and there's 15, 20 people who are severely injured because it collapses. We have to think, is $300,000 going to be enough to cover their injuries, their lost time from work? Um, because if it's not, then your other assets are now in jeopardy. So, so when
0: you say that, you mean somebody could then come after you for your money, your house, those kinds of wow.
1: things? They can. They can. But there, there, are, there are products and coverages in place to help keep that from happening. Um, umbrella policies, for example. Um, and typical umbrella policy is about a million dollars. You can start there. And what an umbrella policy does is what your what your standard coverages are for your house. So you have the 300000 for your house that umbrella policy is gonna sit on top of that. And so you have that extra million that if that 300,000 isn't enough, it can help cover the rest. And that way you're protecting your assets that way. So you have enough coverage, you know, to cover, you know, what the damages might've been done. Same thing for your auto insurance, you know. Um, Nowadays, you know, cars are expensive. They make big cars, big trucks, you know, sometimes. You know, if you're in an accident and you're at fault, you know, 25,000, 30,000 in coverage might not cover somebody else's car, you know, and, and you, you really need to protect yourself and make sure you have the proper limits and adequate coverage to, to, you know, to protect the assets that you have and the money that you work so hard for.
0: So did you at Country Financial see a spike in claims as a result of what we've been going through due to COVID-19? Were there any of your claims on either side of the house that seemed to Mm -hmm. increase?
1: On the auto side, the claims decreased. But I think that was more so because we were all kind of on lockdown. Lockdown. (laughs) On lockdown. But, you know, unfortunately, on the home side, you know, just because we're in the middle of a pandemic doesn't mean that Mother Nature is is going to, you know, behave, you know, because we, you know, during the pandemic, we still saw hurricanes, um, storm damages, you know, fires, you know, like right now in the West, there's a heat wave, you know, we still might have the pandemic going on right now, but those fires are still raging. And so, you know, can't account for Mother Nature, but um, that's where it's still important, even during the pandemic, to make sure your home is covered.
0: Okay. And while I know you personally don't get into the financial planning or the life insurance side of things, can you at a high level, just tell us what are some of the, the things that people should consider in those areas? So if you're thinking about how do I protect myself financially, or how do I build financial wealth? And again, I, because In Her Shoes does focus on a women's perspective, I need to mention for everyone that uh, women don't make dollar for dollar what a man makes to do comparable work at a comparable level. Okay. Women are paid less. And even within the space of women, white women and Asian women make more than women of color who are either uh, African-American or Latino, Hispanic, or you know some other ethnic group. So we need to recognize that women aren't making the same amount of money. Many times that puts us in a deficit when it comes to financial planning, and it puts us in a deficit when it comes to building financial wealth. Yeah. So what can you share that would help people understand some things they need to think about as they're thinking about their financial future? And I'm glad you brought that
1: up. And actually something um, that you said earlier, a couple of points, um, you know, when you were talking about the pandemic and, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs, you know, uh, you know, a lot of women, um, I think a majority of that was women, you know, um, because, yeah. They couldn't go to work because of childcare or, you know, they just lost their job because they couldn't come back because schools weren't open. So, you know, it hit women really hard. Um, and like you said, you know, when you're getting benefits from work and then you lose your job, you don't get those benefits anymore. Right. So for example, life insurance, I know a lot of people purchase life insurance through work, which is good. You know, any is better than none, but once you leave that company, all that you've paid in, I mean, you can, you can roll it over to another policy, but it's super expensive. But the important thing to remember is you, you know, especially women always look for life insurance coverage outside of your job as well. Have at least one policy policy outside of your job, because even if you leave a job, start a new job, leave that job, start another job, you always have that and you're paying into it. But you'll have that and you don't have to worry about losing that policy if you lose your job, you know, and the other benefits of having the life insurance is what we call living benefits, you know, Um, the more you put into it, you know, the, the more it grows and should there come time that you, you know, need to draw out of it, you can. And that's just another benefit of having that policy outside of work, any policy, but especially outside of work. So I'm glad you brought that up because that isn't a lot of people don't know that.
0: Yeah, and a lot um, of people feel like, I don't need it. I get it through my job. Like, exactly. Your job could take it away. Your job could change what the, the policy is. And as we've said, you could lose your job and then you're stuck. So not only do you have to find insurance, and the older you get, the more it costs. It is. And it, it the more risk you have, the more it costs. And so not only that, but you could find yourself in a situation where all the money that you paid in is now lost as well. It is,
1: it is lost. Absolutely. And and that is that is that is a reality. Um, yeah. you know, and so, um, that is something good to remember. And the other thing, um, you had brought up was the 401k. Yes. If you're self-employed or if you have, you know, your own business, you know, it's easier when you're working in 95, you know, you contribute to the company's 401k and they do a match and that's easy, right? They just take it up your paycheck, but if you're self-employed, you have your own business, it, it is important, especially for women-owned businesses and things like that, just to secure their future you know, to, to talk to a, a financial planner because they can help with, okay, how old do you want to be when you retire? How much do you need to have? And, and they can really take a look at the big picture for you that way. And, and they can educate you on different things, IRAs, 401ks, you know, um, I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a specialist in that, but, you know, I, I think we should all educate ourselves and reach out to somebody who is an expert, and so that we know what we need to do for our future to be prepared. And, and e- even like you said, if it's not this pandemic, it could be something else. Yes. If something else happens like the COVID pandemic, are we gonna be prepared? Do we have the money set aside or do we have money invested elsewhere where we can pull it if the need arises?
0: So two things you've led me to, to wanna ask you about. Um, one is education, but before we go to education, let's talk a little bit, because as you said, I'm a business owner. So as a business owner, what types of insurance do I need to be thinking about? I know um, I have I do have errors uh, and omissions, for instance, so that when I go into these... Um, client organizations and we're doing work, if there's anything that they find to be faulty in the work that we do or the delivery in the way that we do it. So that goes on top of any kind of liability or casualty insurance that I have. So talk a little bit about the importance for entrepreneurs to have these extra types of benefits.
1: Absolutely. So, and, 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 you know, what, what you're doing and what field you're in is going to, you know, is going to dictate kind of what kind of coverage you need. Like you said, for you, what type of work you do errors and emissions is what you need right if you're an attorney or something like that you might need something like a professional liability policy right um, because what if somebody comes back and says you didn't handle my case right or you give me advice or something like that but if you're a woman and you're a hairdresser and you have a successful business well that's something where you're going to make you're going to need to make sure you have a general liability policy because you're working on people's hair. You're working with heat. You're working with hair dryers. If you damage their hair, you know if a fire happens or if one of your employees gets injured, you want to make sure that you're covered and that you have enough liability coverage um, if something like that happens. But you want to also make sure you have enough coverage if a fire happens and your you have tools, right? you know, if you're a hairdresser, you have you have expensive tools and chairs and equipment. So you want to make sure all that is covered too. And sometimes it's not all covered in the type of policy that you purchase. So you have to ask questions to say, hey, you know, I know the liability is covered, but are my, is my tools and equipment going to be covered and how much coverage is there for that? And that's important too. Um, so you always have to ask questions based on what it is that you're doing and what your business is, because there's so many types of different insurance policies and coverages it's you really, want to make
0: There really are a lot of it's- them. I remember at one point when I, because my PhD is in psychology, at one point when I was um, going to be doing counseling instead of the training and consulting work that mm-hmm. I do, I was going to be in need of malpractice insurance yes. in case someone Absolutely. said you know, that <laughs> as a result of coming to see me in counseling, they were made worse instead of better. I mean, people come yes. up with all kinds of things. I was reminded earlier today in another uh, type of work that I was doing about a case from 1992 when there was a woman who bought her coffee at McDonald's. I don't know if you remember this and yes. she burned herself. Yes. Yes. She took the lid off of the cup and yes. spilled it on herself and ended up with second and third degree burns. I never thought she was going to win that case, but she won that case yes. and got millions of dollars because she burned herself on hot coffee that she bought at McDonald's. So for every possible scenario you can think of, if you're yes. for yourself, you need to have protection for whatever yes. that
1: might be. Yes. And McDonald's is a big company. I mean, so I guarantee you they had insurance. Yeah, they've got that. insurance to cover that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, I mean, I'm sure the insurance company wasn't too happy, but you you have to have those things in place to protect your assets. And,
0: exactly right. Exactly and, right. Even certain types of disability insurance. So yes. let's say that uh, someone contracts uh, covid and they're not able to work. There are some mm-hmm. types of policies that if you have it would pay you disability for the time that you're out. And these are the things mm-hmm. we need to know about. So let me just shift a little bit and ask you, what does your agency do with respect to helping people understand some of the um, the types of insurance that are out there that could be beneficial for them? Do you provide well, education? Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and we encourage people I mean, it's with the vaccine and stuff. We're, we're encouraging people to, you know, it it, it it's something um, more than one thing that they're looking for um, to come in for face to face meeting because that's when you're educating people. That's always the best. That way, you know, you can you know show them things, you can read them, they can read you, build this trust with you. Um, Zoom meetings um, are perf- are great too. You know, you know we're utilizing that more and more um, since last year, but making sure that people have a are able to trust you and you know they have the time to ask questions and you know you really get a feel for what they're looking for what kind of coverage they are looking for how much they need that way that us as agents are better able to assist them and get them the proper coverage that they need online and over the phone sometimes things things get lost in translation and I think sometimes that 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 doesn't um it doesn't the customer doesn't come out with what they need and sometimes they don't find out until they have a claim or something happens and then it's too late
0: yeah
1: we want to prevent we want to prevent that um, especially for women because you know for women they you know women who are heads of household, they have kids they're responsible for, you know, it, it could be a lot to, to when the time comes and it's too late. Cause you know, you, you, you've got to think about sometimes not only yourself, but got little people that you've got to make sure they get what they need. Exactly. So,
0: exactly. So before I ask you to share with us how people can reach out to you, um, I just want to share a few money tips for women that I came across. And of course, I'll invite you to add anything to this list that you like. But one thing is to educate yourself. So while it is important to get some trusted professionals that you can rely on, there's all kinds of information on the internet. You can go out and look for different types of insurance, of financial tools and, and different investment vehicles. You need to set financial goals. It's important. You know. Um, sometimes we talk about the level of income that people make. We sort of set a parameter for ourselves. We get to that level and we sort of stop. Well, why do that? It's almost like a thermostat. When you set your thermostat for 72 degrees, once you gets to 72 in the house, the thermostat stops working, the heater stops working. We need to keep working beyond and we need to set some goals. And when you reach that goal, set another one, just make sure you're prepared. Now here's one where I fall short admittedly, and that is create a budget. I'm not very good at that, but we need to, and I'm better at it business-wise than I am in my personal life, but we need to create budgets. You need to know where your money is going And is that an appropriate percentage based on the amount of money that you make? Because when you go to get a loan or purchase a car, a home, whatever, your debt to income ratio is going to be looked at. And if your budget is such that you're spending way too much in certain areas, that could be a problem. You have to build an emergency fund. Make sure that you put away, some experts say three months, some say six months, but of living expenses. So if something happens, you've got banked a certain amount of money that you can get through that emergency. Save for retirement. That's one that I wish we could instill that in people at a very early age. I know personally, you know, when I was coming up, I always felt like I have time, I'm still young, I have time, I'm still young. And then one day you look in the mirror and it's like, oh my God, where'd all my time go? Not as young as I used to be. So we need to, as soon as you get a job, start saving for retirement. Avoid as much consumer debt as possible credit cards are not your friend. And so you really need to do as much as you can with cash. Yes, you need some credit cards because you need to build a credit history, but avoid consumer debt. And then the last one that I came across is use your mistakes or your missteps to help you grow. So in other words, if something doesn't go quite as planned, what can you learn from it and how do you get prepared so that it doesn't take you down again in the future. So those are some of the things that I found just by doing a little research. And that's why I know information is out there. I'm gonna ask, is there anything else that you would add to that list?
1: Uh, no, that, that is a pretty good list I was listening to. I was like, let me write some of this down. But no, I mean, you're absolutely right. The sooner you start planning for retirement, the better. That's where a financial planner is going to definitely help guide the way. Um, and and preparing for The unexpected. Like, I think, I think you've been talking about the whole show, preparing for the unexpected, you know, let's set aside, look at what your monthly income is and see what you can set aside for that, for that time where, you know, something happens that you just, you know, you didn't expect, but at least, you know, you'll have maybe a month or two to cover. And that's a great idea. And learning from your mistakes, that's, you know, that's the most important thing. So I think you've touched you on all the good some. points.
0: Yeah, You will definitely yeah. make some. So that's good. So this was a great conversation. I think we dropped a few nuggets that people can uh, pick up on and know how to get prepared, particularly women. Many times we are the head of household, or we kind of defer to the head of household and let that person take care of it. But you don't know, first of all, you don't know how good they are at doing it. And second of (laughs) all, what if something (laughs) happens to them? Then you're stuck. Many times women are stuck when their spouse dies because they don't know what we have, how much we have, et cetera. So take the time to get yourself educated and learn these things. This may feel like a once in a lifetime thing with this pandemic, but we're about to go into another round of this. If you've been paying attention to the news, Everything is spiking again with this new Delta variant. So learn from the mistakes that we may have made in the first go round and get yourself financially prepared, get the proper insurance and coverage that you need for situations like this in the future. I would like to thank you Jill Dowling from Country Financial for being my guest today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Please tell everyone how they can get in touch with you if they want to be educated or have you guys do sort of an analysis of the products that they have, Absolutely. see what they need, sell them new products. How do they reach you?
1: Well, um, thank you for so much for having me. Uh, I had had a really good time, and I think this is so important to do um, for our listeners. Um, But uh, for anybody who wants to uh, contact me, you can reach me at uh, my telephone number, 770-279-2104. And like uh, Dr. Wiley said, my name is Bijal Dowling, and I work for Country Financial. If you'd rather reach out to me via email, uh, my email address is bijal.dowling at countryfinancial.com. And I look forward to hearing from you guys and, you know, educating you and helping you out in any way I can
0: excellent thank you so much and thank you for joining me so everyone thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of in her shoes hope to see you or have you hear us next time this is dr linda take care ray magliazzi here the tear in my driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt's molded to fit it but i'm ready for a new one from ebay motors with all the right parts at the right prices 122 million of them till then i'll just scooch ebay motors let's ride